0: Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis, we can get back into Joseph, and um, we left Joseph um, just being sold into slavery, and today we're going to look at um, Potiphar's, I think we might, all right, it's got to be on first, and we're going to look at Potiphar's situation. Um, Let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles to Genesis chapter 39. Stand up one more time and we'll read, we'll read about the first three or four verses. Joseph and Potiphar's life. You know, some people come into your life and they'll change everything for you. And But we've got to remember that um, we still need to serve the Lord no matter what other people do. And so you're going to see some things happening to Potiphar. And sometimes we read this, we read it so quickly. The whole story of Potiphar is found in 20 verses. Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 through 20. It says, And Joseph was, bro- was brought down to Egypt to Pot- and Potiphar, then an the officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither, thither. And it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. At the very end of this, I'm going to ask you ten questions, and I want you to think about these questions about um, Potiphar and what happens in Joseph's life. Joseph and Potiphar's life. Let's, let's look at a few things we see that, um, Joseph's life at Potiphar's house. As we've studied, as we've looked at some of these, the first one was God was with him. Wouldn't that be a great thing for someone to say that God's with you? They look right at you and say, God's with this man. God's with this lady. I mean, he looks at it in verse number three and he says, uh, in verse number two, and the Lord was with Joseph. That's interesting to say because think of what, where he's came from. Do you not think he had down days? Absolutely, he did. He loved his father. And then he knows his brothers have sold him. So it says God was with him. And it also says he was a prosperous man. Everything he did, he prospered in. And this is just his first stint in where he's going, but he's a prosperous man. It also says he was in the house with his master, the Egyptian. You say, why is that important? Everybody that gets becomes a servant is not brought into the master's house. Look look at this verse. It says in verse number number two, it says, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. It's very important because he was a Hebrew. You'll see them use that word in just a second in this story. But he's he's in the house. He's in the same dwelling that his master is. Not in the servant's quarters. He's right there. And then you drop down a couple verses. I think it's in verse number, five, verse number four. It says, there was grace in Potiphar's eyes. Jump down to another verse. It says, and Joseph found grace in his sight. That's an amazing statement that he, he sees grace. First of all, that he knows God's with him and then he sees grace in him. And then the next one, he's overseer of Potiphar's house. Now, I don't know how long this took, but they estimate when he was sold, he was 17 years old. Wasn't a very old, old man very young man and I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity of starting a new job and working at the very bottom and working your way up but here he's done this and now he's overseer what does that mean he can he can make any decision that he has to make and and he doesn't even have to ask Potiphar now he's got Potiphar's best interest in it and when you read this story you'll figure out real quick Potiphar wasn't home very much Potiphar wasn't home. So he had to make these decisions, and if the decisions went awry, guess what? It would come back and it would fall on Joseph's, Joseph's head. And it says also, the next one it says, all in Joseph's hand. He was in complete control of what was going on. Verse number 4. Let's read verse 4. It says, And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. Very important. And he made him an overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hands. So now we have Joseph's life and Potiphar's life. Probably at this point he's thinking, everything's okay. At least I've got some good place where I can stay. I'm not in a pit anymore. I'm not having my brothers curse me, get mad at me, sell me, do all these things. But then comes along and you've got to look at Potiphar's side. Potiphar's benefits of Joseph. Go to verse number three and you'll see the benefits of Joseph. The first one, Potiphar saw God in Joseph and his master saw that the Lord was with him. He saw which way he walked. You've got to go back to the verse in front of it and say he was an Egyptian. He didn't have the same God that Joseph had. But he saw God in him. That's a very important part. I mean, this was totally foreign to him. There's a God in this man that that I've hired. He probably didn't hire him and think, hey, I'm going to put him overseer of everything. He saw quality and character in him. And you'll see a quality and character in, in Joseph in this story in just a second. But he saw something in him that wasn't the norm. It wasn't the norm. God saw this in him, and not, not only that. And, and the Lord, again, Potiphar received prosperity in verse number three. It says, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Now, how would you like a worker like that? You ever been someplace, you go, why did they hire you? How do you like going to a place and you're there to buy a product and the person that's at the cash register is talking to somebody on the phone and answering all the information? You ever been there? Does it make you feel happy that you're there? You want to go, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. And about just a second. And then they hang up, the phone rings again. You ever been at an employee? There's places where we go and and some of the employees scare me. I've been at a restaurant before and I, I think I don't want to eat there anymore. We were sitting at a real nice restaurant, and and, um, I was sitting where I could see where they were doing the drinks, and I asked for sweet tea, and I wish I wouldn't have been sitting where I was sitting, because I could see how they saw if their drinks were cold. They were sticking their fingers in all of our drinks. You'd see the waitress, I was like. And then I thought, I'm going to ask for water because they don't need to see if that's cold. I don't care if it's warm or cold. Just put ice in it. It'll be okay. You ever been this and you think, okay, what are we going to do with these employers? It said that Potiphar received prosperity through Joseph. He didn't receive prosperity through himself. He received it from a servant that he had bought. The servant again, when Joseph took over, God blessed Potiphar. It says it again in verse number five. It says, It came to pass from the time that he had made him an overseer of the house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house. If you underline anything, underline the next three words, for Joseph's sake. It was nothing that Potiphar had done. It was everything that Joseph had done. And you, you've got to, this, this, this is a boy making a man prosperous. So it says that, and there's some other things in here. Joseph was overseer again. He was the boss in the house to all. In this verse, it says it again. They keep repeating these things so we understand it. It says, and the blessings of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house. Everything that was inside the house was being blessed. And the most important thing in this verse is the last part. It says, and in the field. You say, well, what's that got to do with? That's got to do with monetary gain. When it's talking about the field, it's referring to his servants that are working out on the field. It's referring to to food. It's also referring to um, animals. And all this money's coming in because of everything that that Joseph has done. This is a small glimpse of what he's going to have to do for Egypt for a whole country to save the world. And he's doing it at Potiphar's house. He's building this whole thing up. You ever been at a job you didn't like? I worked at a <laughs> worked at a as in Farmersburg Indiana, the largest hamster facility in the world. I had never seen so many hamsters in all my life. They had hamsters, guinea pig, mice. This was back in 1982 and 83. Remember when they used to I don't know why I'd go there. I'd have to clean the cages. The, the ammonia smell was so strong, it, it, it gagged you when you first walked in. And then you got used to it. I remember they say, okay, we got to put 50 um, um, mice in a box. And I was like, how in the world are you going to count one, two, three? And the lady goes, here's what you do. And I was, do, I was doing it with my bare hands. She said, don't do that. They'll bite you. And He said, he, they gave us gloves and put the gloves in and she would take them and I, I'll never forget this. I was like, I was amazed at what she did. She'd take the hamsters and she'd throw them on the ground, throw them on the, on the table kind of a little bit hard and they would go unconscious for just a second and then she'd count them all fast and put them in there. And if you threw them and they bounced everywhere, that when they wake up, you got to catch them. I thought, what am I doing in this place? I don't want to do this. You ever had a bad job you didn't like? Here he's thrown into this. He did not have a choice. I love that little statement, wherever you're planted, just bloom. Just, just prosper and look towards God with this. And it, wasn't in, it really wasn't Joseph's personality. It was Joseph's God. And so we've got to see this, that Potiphar definitely benefited from Joseph. Now, Joseph's life was great. Think about it. All was in, 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 all, everything that he had in that house was in his control. Read verse number 36. And then he was a goodly person. You read this. Let's read these verses. Genesis chapter 39, verse six says this. It says, and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not aught he had. Save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and and well favored. Just so you understand this, this is going to tell you that Joseph was a good looking and a statured man. It had nothing really to do with his spiritual conduct. It had to do with his countenance, his appearance. That's what goodly means. And well-favored means his sight and what is seen. So when Potiphar's wife sees him, she sees someone that's a good catch. But she also knows that she has authority over him to some extent. But then everything changes. Because when you look at this, it says in verse number um, Genesis 39, verse 7, it says, It came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, lie with me. Notice what sin, how sin started with her. She looked at something. She looked at something that wasn't hers. And she wanted it. Genesis chapter 39, verses 8 through 9, shows Joseph's character. If you go to verse number seven, it says this, it says, it's repeating, it says, And it came to pass after of these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused, and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither have I kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. That's an interesting statement. Because when you look at this statement, how then can I do this great wickedness? Now this is Joseph's character coming out again. The Bible verse says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against... It did not say Potiphar. It didn't. It it didn't say Potiphar. Because was he sinning against Potiphar too? Absolutely. But you got to look at Joseph's perspective. It wasn't Potiphar. It wasn't Potiphar's wife. It wasn't. What about about this? Potiphar had a family. It wasn't that either. And it wasn't even Potiphar's men. What was it? It was God. That was his perspective on this whole thing. So often we get wrapped up in in looking at this and saying, wow, how did he get through this? He got through this because of God. He got through, through this because of God. Um, as, you, as you look at some of these, Genesis 39 verses 10 through 11, let's read these. Here it comes. And it came to, came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day. She was constantly approaching him. Where is Potiphar this whole time? But she was constantly approaching him day by day. And look at the next part. She saw an opportunity. What was the opportunity? There was none of the men of the house there within. No one was there. There would be no witnesses. This shows you a man of character. When there's no witnesses, you still become a man of character with God helping you. You you hear things all the time in the ministry. I know of another church from where I first started in Illinois. It's a church right down the road that their, their youth pastor just got arrested. For molesting boys. It's also going to come out that he molested girls, too. We've got to have character. Even if the other person has none. Do you think Potiphar's wife had much character? I don't think so. Hmm. Genesis 39, verse 13 let's go to verse number 11. It says, It came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. It came to pass when she saw that she had left his garment in her hand and was was fled forth. When he left in Genesis chapter 39, verse 13, here's probably his thought process. I've not done anything wrong. Had he done anything wrong in verse 13? No. And then he thought this. He has done right and not sin against God. Now that's his aspect in his mind thinking. But what does the world do? The world tries to destroy righteous people. They try to do everything they possibly can. And, and so you're going to see some things maybe you've never thought of before when we look at this. Potiphar's wife's actions, okay? What does she do first? Okay, he, he goes in there, she makes passes at him. And I want to, I want to go back at one more verse. I want you to look at something that when I read this is interesting. Go back to verse number 10. It says in verse number 10, And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day, and he hearkened not unto her. Look at the next two statements. Isn't it interesting how people say, it says to lie by her. I can almost see her. Just come over here and sit by me. Just come sit by me. Just sit by me. We don't have to do anything. Just sit by me. And this is day by day. But then look at the last part. And then it says, or to be with her. We all know what that means. There was the two options. And here, Potiphar's wife's action. He, he says, no, I'm not going to do this. And he flees. And she takes his, his garment with him. What's the first thing that she does? You know, when you do wrong, you want people on your side. Because the next action that she does had no relevance to anything other than she's trying to get Joseph in trouble. Because what does she do? She brings the men of the house. Look, she she laid her garment. and, and Let's read this verse. And she laid up his garment by her until his Lord came home. Well, that's an interesting statement. Why is that an interesting statement? Look at this word. And she laid up his garment, right, by her until, what's the next word after his, after until? It's the word his again. It never said until her Lord came back, it said until his Lord came back. He was still the he was still her husband, but he's referring to the attitude towards Joseph. And then you're going to see the first thing that he does in this, she does in this, Potiphar's wife's statements. The first thing she does, she brings all these men in. Not everybody needs to know everything, right? You ever met somebody that needs to know everything? Have you ever had someone ask you a question? You know it's a leading question, see if you'll bite. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's good to keep your mouth quiet. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use that ratio, okay? Listen twice as much as you talk. But look what she does, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this. She tries to get these men to get on her side. Watch the statement. Look at this statement. See, he hath, referring back to his wife, her, her husband, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. It's an interesting statement. Because later on she's going to talk to her husband, and look at the statement she says to her husband. Same story. A Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto, unto me to mock me. Now look at the two different words. He, she's trying to get these guys all riled up about what, what, what's he, what he's done. And I find it very interesting when you study this story, they don't do anything. You know why? I think they know who she is. Look at this word. I'm going to highlight a word on the top one, us. She gets all the men together and says, this guy that my husband brought in, he's mocking us. Was he mocking them? No. But why would she say that? Because he's risen up the ladder and she's talking to people that are underneath him in leadership. And she's trying to get them all right up about it. Because if you look at the next one, when he talks to Potiphar, it never said that she's, she's mocking them, says she's mocking me. Did you notice it said the word Hebrew? And then when you go to Potiphar, she knew what Potiphar thought of him. Look at the word. She never said to Potiphar, the Hebrew which thou hast brought unto us, She uses the word this, servant. The Hebrew servant, the one that you brought in, the one that follows you and does all these things, she's telling him exactly what he thinks of of this man. Now he's got to make a decision. He's got to make a decision on what he's going to do with this. But as you look at these words and you look how how she's developed this whole thing, what's what's he going to do with it? What's he to do with it? Is he going to accept what she says? Well, she, he does. He's irate about it, but he does. It's interesting when you think about what she said to him. He's going to mock us. No, she's going to mock me. He's a Hebrew servant. Hmm. Why do events happen in my life? Why do events happen in your life? Do you ever think that? Do you ever think that everything's going smooth? Then Potiphar's wife steps in, amen? I'm not saying that she literally steps in, but there's that problem. What are you going to do when these ev- events happen in, my, in your life? What are you, what what you going to look at and say, okay, you know what, Joseph, the only thing Joseph had to cling to? He couldn't go to mom and dad. He couldn't go to his brothers. They'd already betrayed him. He's in a land he doesn't know anybody and then all of a sudden he's up and he's thinking, hey, I did what was right and look what happened to me. Why do events happen to me? Anybody been there? I've been there. Why, why did that happen? And then that, is there always going to be problems? When you read Joseph's life, brother, all you see is problems. But you, when you look at his life and you see problems, you see a good attitude eventually And don't think he was just like, oh, I got in trouble, I get to go to jail. I get mad when I play Monopoly and they send me to jail. I can't imagine what he's doing. (laughs) But here, in this, he sends him to the king's prison. The king's prison was the roughest prison to go to. You know why? You don't cross the king. Is there ever just going to be, is, is it ever going to be just calm? You ever sit there and go, man, everything's going well. Wonder what's going to happen. God knows what you can handle. I think that's a true statement. There's a couple questions I want you to ask yourself. Here, let's look at these. Joseph is cast in the king's prison. We're going to look at 10 questions. We're going to go through them pretty quick. And I want you to think of this story. So let's let's review the story. He's put into a, he's put into a a person buys him. He's put into their house. He becomes overseer. Everything is prospering with this man. Even the man that owns the house is prospering because of, of his God, of Joseph's God. He sees it. He's away for a long time. We don't know how long he was gone, but along many different days, his his wife approaches Joseph. Joseph runs, leaves his coat there, and then all of a sudden, all these things happen. She tries to get the men mad. She tries to get her husband mad, and her husband has to do something because everybody knows what's going on in the house. Don't you think for one second she wasn't telling everybody in that house. She already told all the men. So now he's in a dilemma. Do I believe my wife or do I believe this man that I've seen God in and prosperity happen with him? Well, there's 10 questions we want to go through and I want you to think this through. Does Joseph not say anything to Potiphar? We don't see it written in there, but does he, does, he not, does, he, does he defend himself? I think this is a picture of Christ. Because Christ was falsely accused and he didn't say anything. You say, well, how do you know that he didn't say anything? Well, uh, the next question will answer that. What if Joseph does say something to Potiphar? What's he going to say? He's a young man, rose up pretty quick in this house. And this lady is making an accusation towards him. What about this question? Does Potiphar know his wife? (laughs) I know my wife's strengths and her weaknesses. Right? Do you not think he knew who she was? Do you think this was his first rodeo with her? Probably not. There were probably men in that house that have already had relationships with her. because She's pretty open about what she's done. She wasn't trying to hide it. And then she, she tries to nail him with it. Now, here's the question to ask, is the fourth question is this. Do the men of the house know Potiphar's wife's character? Absolutely they do. What about the fifth question? Does Potiphar trust Joseph? You ever thought about that? He absolutely does. He absolutely trusts him. You don't leave everything that you have to someone you don't trust. Right? I, I, I always try to do something in a hotel to see if people are honest. I leave change out. I know exactly how much this is my OCD thing. I'll leave change out in certain spots to see if my my maids are honest. I mean, what's a quarter here, a quarter there, a quarter there? If you do that four times it's a dollar. Praise God, that's what it is. Amen. Amen. But he trusted him and he understood that he was being prosper there's prosperity in his life because of him. Now let's go back to the second question or first and second question. Does Joseph not say anything to Potiphar? I don't think he does. I think, number two, if Joseph does say something to Potiphar, watch this next question. What would Joseph's punishment be for what Potiphar's wife accused him of doing? You know what it would have been? Death. His hands are tied. If he says anything and says, listen, I didn't do this, What's he going to do? Take his wife out and kill her? But if he believes what she says, Potiphar's dead. Hmm. If the punishment was death, would Joseph leave his garment with her? Have you thought about that? He's a young strapping guy. We already told you that his character and people, I mean, he was built, he knew what he, everybody, I think of, when I think of him, I think of David. Kind of look like David for some reason in my mind he does. Would he leave his garment there? No, he would have went back and got it if he was guilty of what she said. He knew he wasn't guilty and Potiphar's common sense is not even working at this point. He's got to do something. I love this next question. Why does Joseph's garments always get him into trouble? You ever thought about that? Every time he turns around, he's losing a garment and gets him in trouble. These last two questions is this Does God know where Joseph needs to be next in his life? Even if it's not an easy place? Let's go to verse number 21. And verse, verse number 21 it says But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. <laughs> Now, I don't know how much time has passed from verse number 20 to 21, but all of a sudden now he's in prison and he becomes the prison keeper as an inmate. Does God know where Joseph needs to be next in his life? How about this question for you? Does God know where you need to be next in your life? Does he know what you need to go through next? Does he know what he needs to bring you through? Does he know how to strengthen you? Because if you look at Joseph, each step that he takes is a little bit easier. I think what he goes through with Potiphar was easier than what he goes through with his, his brothers. Because not only does he lose his brothers, but he knows what he knows that his, his dad's never going to see him again. And then the next step, he goes in and he's in jail, which is a rough spot, I understand that, but he's in charge of jail. And then he gets out of jail and all of a sudden he's back in charge of everything again. Hmm. Let me ask you this, these last couple questions. When you, when you think of all these things, have um, you ever thought about what happened to Potiphar after this is all over? Potiphar's life was prosperity because of Joseph. It's very common that the Bible says that in two or three places in in 1 through 20. Genesis 39, 1 through 20. It never says what happened to Potiphar afterwards. But do you think that God, a sovereign God and a just God, would teach Potiphar that it was all about Joseph and nothing about him? I sure do. Let's take this a step further. I wonder... A couple years later, Joseph's going to get out of prison. What was Potiphar's position? Captain of the guard. He was right there with, with them. And I wonder, when they bring him out of prison and they clean him all up and he's standing in front of Potiphar's and, and the guards there, I wonder what Potiphar thought. And he hears this whole conversation, and we've got to get somebody, and we're going to get somebody. It's going to be him, what he thinks Potiphar's, what, what Joseph's going to do to Potiphar. And then I'm sure sometime he goes home and he talks to his wife and says, guess who just got out of prison, and guess who's in charge of everything under, under Pharaoh? I wonder what, what Potiphar thought, Potiphar's wife thought. I can almost guarantee you that he didn't have everything that he had when he was with Joseph. But God had to use Potiphar and Potiphar's wife to make Joseph who he needed to be. God will always put people in your life and problems in your life to make you a stronger person. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we do not understand it. Because when I look at Joseph's life, I think, here's a man that stood when no one else was staying. I wonder what he thought in his life. My dad doesn't know where I'm at. My brothers have sold me to slavery. What does it matter if I follow God? I'm all by myself. No one cares about me. You want to talk about having a pity party? Do you not think Joseph could have had the biggest pity party in the world? Well, what does he do? He stands when no one stands and he flees when it's bad. And later on, God would use that because God put him right where he needed to be in a prison so that he could meet two people, read their dreams, and then go read Pharaoh's dream. God knows exactly what he's doing every step of the way. We don't understand everything, but we do know this. That God truly loves you. He cares for you. And if you were to ask Joseph at this point where he's, he's sold, into, sold into this and everything's working out fine, then all of a sudden, his false accusation, this false accusation sends him to prison, and he's in prison. Do you not think he got depressed? I guarantee you he did. He went from having everything, eating anything he wanted, to eating anything that they gave him. He went from living and sleeping in a bed to sleeping on probably cold stones. And he was in a a prison that no one even cared for him. But guess what? God was always with him. And God can always be with you if you just allow him to. Interesting story, an interesting person in the Bible if you want to study. You don't know much about him, but you know he walked with God. His name was Enoch. You ever looked and saw how much is written? How much do you know about Enoch? Not very much. But it says that he walked with God. Joseph walked with God.